Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello and welcome to the EM360 podcast, where we have a weekly conversation with people who are impacting the enterprise tech landscape. My name is Matt Harris, Head of Content here at EM360 and your host on today's episode. And today I'm joined by Meredith Wellard. Meredith is the VP of Talent Acquisition, Learning and Growth at DPDHL. And we're here today to talk about how AI has helped them empower their 600,000 employees. Meredith, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Matt. Yeah, obviously, we look really happy to have you on today, Meredith. Um, could you just let the people know a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, sure. Okay, so I'm the um, group head of talent acquisition, learning and growth here at Deutsche Post DHL. We have about 600,000 employees worldwide, every country of the world, I like to remind people. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm basically responsible for ensuring that the tech landscape that supports our organization to deliver um, talent acquisition and learning um, is, uh, you know, is, is of superior quality and experience for our employees. Okay, yeah, nice one. And obviously, you know, the, the kind of subject of today's podcast is, you know, I really want to kind of pick your brain on, you know, how you guys have sort of brought in AI and sort of implemented that. Um, so just to kind of like kick things off, um, in your view, how would you say that the rise of generative AI has really changed what a company is capable of? And how can it help to create those opportunities that were, you know, before thought impossible? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think what I would say is AI in general, like, you know, generative AI being one part of it, but I think AI in general has been I think a game changer for organizations in particular in the world of HR, in specifically in the world of talent and learning and acquisition. Um, in my perspective, having been in this um, type of role for over 25 years now where everything previously was done on you know, pieces of paper and Excel spreadsheets was seen as a breakthrough, um, suddenly we have available to us these amazing tools that um, – sort of facilitate matching, that speed up production of content, that, um, you know, can personalise and automate activities that once upon a time were, you know, very high touch. Um, it's a game changer and it's extremely value adding. And, you know, I'm, I'm really, if I calculate the value contribution of some of this technology in, in terms of pure dollars or time saved, it's it's you know, it's, it's millions, it's it's trillions probably. So yeah, it's a game changer. Yeah, for sure. And, and obviously, you know, I'm, I'm sure like a lot of companies out there are really thinking about, th- thinking the same thing. Um, how has that, you know, recent hype around AI really pushed you guys to, to use it? Or, or was it, you know, something that you, you've been doing so for a while now? Yeah, I mean, I think we, you know, started our digitalization agenda about say, eight years ago. And in that process, um, starting with very basic discovery of understanding simple matching engines or or even just text matching, you know, this very basic machine learning that um, was sort of the first to market. Once you um, start to realise, you know, how much that, even those simple um, tools assist in things like um, recommending learning content or um, matching, um, you know, skills and competencies to jobs. Um, it's not long before you start to get intrigued and deep dive into, okay, what other things can this um, type of um, tech do 
Um, and how quickly it changed then, right? So it very quickly changed into this sort of, you know, deep learning stuff that um, was was generating really deep insights into skills ontologies, you know, passing millions of data points that could never have been done by a human hand and coming back with recommendations on skills and, you know, what may be the the future need of an organisation. And then more recently, and what I'm crazy in love with is is really the generative AI tools that we're seeing now commercialised to a certain extent where you, you can create content, voice, film, um, uh, you know, video, you, you really are not limited by anything except your imagination when it comes to some of, um, you know, what's able to be done by these tools. Um, what's probably the most important thing from my perspective and what we've invested a lot of time and effort in is making sure we get to know it and understand it and not just being intrigued by the shiny new thing really understand what are the valid use cases and how can we grab some early low-hanging fruit to get our organization used to it, you know, and, and uh, benefiting from it. Yeah, well said. And I think one thing that you touched on there as well was, you know, ju- just how you can, um, you know, implement that into your, you know, talent and workforce planning. And uh, obviously, as you mentioned in your intro, um, Deutsche Post DHL employs close to around 600,000 people worldwide, uh, I think you said. Um, yep. you, you know, how, how important then is uh, this AI's role in your workforce planning and how are you kind of uh, implementing this new technology to to help uh, to help out in that department? Yeah, yeah. I think it is our, as I said, I think it's our our future. Um, it's we've changed our model off the back of knowing now that we don't have to manually um, develop, for example, skills ontologies or um, you know, manually in a high touch way handle masses of data that um, explains the competence of our workforce at any point in time. Um, suddenly we're able to say, let us allow the machine to manage all of that. Um, and that means that where we previously would have been looking at probably the top two or 3,000 talents in our organisation in a very high-touch, human-centric way. And, and um, you know, it was, it was, of course, pleasing, but now we can do that for, you know, 600,000 people and still make it feel human-centric and still ensure that, that each of those employees walks away with a sense of, I can contribute, you know, I'm part of this story. Because even though it's a machine, it's, it's working with information that is all about you. So it's, it's not, you know, making you, um, uh, you know, a ge- generic person. It, it's almost like a, a digital twin and it understands you, but at the same time keeps your data anonymized and your information, um, you know, secure. So it's really ticking all the boxes from my perspective. Yeah, that makes sense. And how have your uh, employees in, in general kind of reacted to, to AI? Has it, has it been, you know, pretty pretty happily received across the board has there been some like reluctance or like i think i think it varies a little bit i think some you know just that frankly don't care maybe probably haven't even considered that there's a machine in the background doing the work you know so it's just part of life you know they've grown up with this type of capability and and now this is just an extension of it i think definitely some um, have concerns. So there, there's naturally concerns about things like um, inbuilt bias or, um, you know, the, the risk of, um, you know, data breaches or, um, 
you know, inappropriate experiences coming from the tools. Um, and of course, some, uh, you know, some people who just choose not to use it, and, and we still today have alternatives for, for those people who want to opt out, who don't consent um, to sharing their data. We, we say, for example, um, in the case of our, uh, what we call our career marketplace, we say, you know, skills are the currency we're trading. Um, data is the price of entry. So if you want to be part of this, raise your hand and say, I'm interested. Um, but you know what, if you don't want to, that's also fine. Um, and that's, I think, an important um, choice that our employees need to be able to make. It sounds like you guys have implemented AI, you know, pretty, pretty effectively across the board. Um, obviously, there are companies um, the same size or maybe like a little bit smaller who are struggling to kind of really scale their use of AI across the entire company. Do you have any advice for, um, you know, companies that are, are maybe hitting a few of those common challenges or, or pitfalls um, and how would you go about avoiding those? Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, for what it's worth, I, 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 I wouldn't say that um, I, I want to position myself as the world's greatest expert on this, but I do <laughs> think we've been successful for a few reasons. Um, I think firstly, um, taking it slowly, like, not and really owning the knowledge. So we chose very early on to spend the first probably six to eight months really upskilling our own um, core team to understand what is the tool we're working with in a in a high level of detail. So answering questions such as, um, you know, um, is it safe and compliant? Um, how do we train the tool? You know, what what is the the way in which the data is used? Um, what are the, 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 source, the sources of the data and, and, you know, how does it manifest in terms of the final output to the employee? Um, so really educating the core team in the first instance was critically important because only then can you confidently say we know what we're working with and we know where there are areas that people might find um, challenging or confronting. I think the other thing for us is being very open and transparent also with our social partners on this, um, making sure that, you know, there was no secrets behind hidden doors and that, you know, we, we shared with them our knowledge and answered their questions to ensure that, you know, everyone felt this was okay to work with. Um, it's mainly around that safety, security and compliance piece, I think, that people worry and, and hear. Um, it's about taking your time to do it right and knowing that you do it right. This is the most important thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Is there uh, anything that you would like AI to do uh, in, the, in this context that maybe it's not able to do yet or maybe something that you haven't been able to implement yet? Yeah, well, I think the biggest challenge with AI is that you know, it does what it does, right? It, but in the end, it's it's still a machine. It's not not a person, you know. So it'll only give you back um, what you're able to um, ask it to do well. Um, I, I, I was thinking about my son, who apparently is now the biggest expert in, in generative AI topics and finds it his personal ambition to want to get the thing to do, um, to create stuff that it is supposedly can't or isn't supposed to create. And, and, and I share that because I think that that's what it's all about, right? Sometimes you've just got to learn to ask it the right questions or use the right words or um, provide the right inputs because it's only going to do what, what it can do. It, it, it is not able to do more. It is not like a robot on one of these sci-fi um, films, right? Although it feels like that. 
So, but it, if I, if it could do something, I, I really wish that I could literally just have it as my personal assistant without having a personal assistant. You got to have a personal assistant and an <laughs> AI assistant. <laughs> yeah. 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 Until it goes uh, crazy and tries to kill you, right? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and starts hooking me up on every sales call. Too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so so final uh, question for you today, then Meredith. Um, what is on the horizon for you guys next um, in terms of uh, AI for DPDHL? Yeah. Um, so aside from continuing the journey around um, really creating this strong awareness of how we effectively manage AI across our organisations, so we've taken this very seriously and centralised the capability building here um, to ensure that we have really a consistent way of managing AI in all parts of our business. And specifically within HR, um, what I really see happening now is that this, the, uh, this sort of skills engine concept that, that the um, uh, you know, early AI tools have been bringing in now ma manifests into something way more sophisticated. So we really can imagine that um, when an employee has a skills profile and is missing a capability, that the generative AI can not only make the recommendations on what they should learn, but could actually produce based on organisational content, learning at the touch of a button that brings the employee into the next space. So you could imagine saying, right, my next job is to be, you know, um, the CEO, then at the click of a button, I could really receive a learning pathway, including content, including experiences that are hyper-personalised to my needs, um, but are fully machine generated. And I mean, that, that stuff is mind-blowingly valuable to organisations if we can get it right. It really changes the nature of growth in an organisation. How far do you think we are away from that? Well, after seeing how quickly um, ChatGPT came out, <laughs> I, probably only a few weeks, right? But no, no, in all seriousness, <laughs> um, I think we're still some way away simply because adoption on the sort of current dominant design is still quite low, right? So as more and more people, you know, demand it, it'll come on. But with some of these things, it can move faster than the human is capable of embracing it. And I think right now there's been quite significant changes over the last 12 months and we need to catch up a bit as, as humans um, to understand what it is we're really dealing with. So hey, let's see, two years, let's see. Yeah, let's see. Very, very well said there, Meredith. Um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast today. Um, I really do appreciate your time. That's all right. My pleasure. <laughs> and also thank you to everyone who listened as well. We hope you took a lot away from today's podcast, but for further information we talked about, please check out the links to DPDHL below. We'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series, but until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, please head on over to em360tech.com.